Wake up, America, to the new airline that's telling the truth. We stuff you in a tiny seat. We lose your luggage, too. Our planes run late, our food you'll hate, but we won't lie to you. We're Honesty Airlines, we give it to you straight. Honesty Airlines, we're last to leave the gate. Other airlines will tell you the skies are friendly and you're somebody special in the air. <laughs> Come on, at Honesty Airlines, we know that you know better. So, we're just telling it like it is. With mergers up and airfares down, we're flying in red ink. Our flight attendants hate their jobs, our pilots like to drink. So, next time you have to fly, try Honesty Airlines. We'll get you there, eventually. We're Honesty Airlines, we never land on time. Some restrictions apply. It's the Brit Summit Show. And that's the truth. That's the truth, baby! We'll be coming down Fifth Avenue upon St. Patty's Day. A great day for the Irish all across the USA. But Pigora, what is this I hear? This crying ballyhoo. There's a bunch of queers again this year who say that Irish too. Oh, God loves the Irish, unless of course you're gay. If you are, you won't be marching upon St. Patty's Day. You can be a bum, a bucket of scum, sure, and that's okay. But you can't be Irish if you're gay. Order of Hibernians, those eminences grey, have delivered this pronouncement upon the blessed day. Sure, a little bit of heaven fell and nestled in the sea. But you're going straight to hell for homosexuality. Oh, God loves the Irish, unless of course you're gay. That was their pronouncement as the pipes begin to play. You can be a con, a mafia, Don, God loves you anyway. But you can't be Irish if you're gay. O-L-E-S-B-I-A-N and S spells lesbian oh! Choose another women part to mate with Devil a man can never get a date with L-E-S-B-I-A-N and S we say It's a shame that these dames want to come out and march with us Lesbians, no way But just ask Cardinal O'Connor He sure to set you straight It's piles like the Kennedys that made this country great We don't allow no Peter Pan, the wedding of the green And when we say up the Irish boys, that isn't what we mean Oh, God loves the Irish as long as men are men Except perhaps the leprechauns, we've never been sure of them You can be stinking drunk and hurling chunks, we'll laugh it all away But you can't be Irish if you're gay No, you can't be Irish if you're gay don't even try being a shifter game. Father O'Toole, God. The Brit Summer Show, 95.3 FM, 1470, WWNN. Hi, everybody. Uh, I want to open by apologizing for last week's lousy show. That was terrible. I just uh, was not feeling up to it, and but I, I pulled it off in the show, too. Say, did you know that uh, all... All Democrats hate the Jews. <laughs> Have you heard that one? Yeah, that's the latest talking point from the uh, right wing. The right wing fascist, Jew-hating Nazi fuckers. Yeah, that's that's what they're saying now. <laughs> so I guess when the white supinists march and they say, 
The Jews will not replace us. We must have heard them all wrong. I guess they're saying the blues will not replace us. Yeah. Well, how about this? The right-wing mentally retarded assholes will not replace us. How's that? But they do have the guidance of the right-wing media, uh, which the uh, Democrats uh, just don't care about uh, media. Oh, don't be silly. Don't be foolish. Meanwhile, for every inch Democrats progress, uh, you're taken back 50 miles by the right-wing media. But uh, hey, you know, I'm just a crazy tranny in Florida. Now, last week I I mentioned this uh, Lee Yang and show correction because, uh, well, at the time when the stories came out, that's what the news was reporting. Uh, Lee Yang. But as it turns out, it's uh, Cindy Yang. It's Cindy Lee Yang who will uh, do the groove thing. Although not her, she'll get a girl to do it for you. And now that I have the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say, the uh, madam is now a former madam. She sold all of her uh, massage parlors down in Miami. And uh, none of the reports say who she sold it to. And it's only my guess that uh, since Sunny Isles and uh, the the rest of uh, Miami Beach are uh, all Russian, it's only my guess that she sold it to... taking over everything else down there. But no, she's not out of prostitution now. She's just taking it to a higher level. Now she's proselytizing the Oval Office uh, for access to uh, Trump, to a Chinese businessman flying here to go to Mar-a-Lago and uh, kiss his uh, big fat orange mottled ass. Or maybe so they can uh, suck on the teat of uh, President Big Tits. You see the tits on that guy? Look at the tits on that blonde, man! No, no, look at the look at the tits on that president. Uh, but she's selling access to the White House. Uh, my question is, isn't that what, if you recall this name, Rob Blagojevich, didn't he go to jail for that? Selling uh, uh, access to Obama when he got into office? Isn't he sitting in jail right now for that? Uh-huh. Hmm. It would seem it's illegal. But <laughs> what the laws matter anyway? If you're just a human being living paycheck to paycheck or, or just a regular person, then uh, yeah, the laws do apply. But if you make over a certain amount of money each year and you're white, then you're accountable to no one. Nothing will happen to you. No. That is the law of the land, which uh, means there ain't none. Uh, now, I touched on this last week. Although, uh, touching on it, that's uh, somehow related to a uh, rub and tug. Um, uh, this Cindy Lee Yang turns out just didn't provide uh, rub and tug services, uh, but uh, it was exclusively for for <laughs> Republicans. She knew there was a market there, you see, because as I always say, and there's there's proof right there, Republicans cannot get laid. No. I don't want to mention fucker Tarleton by name, but any self-respecting woman, <laughs> it's not going to touch a Republican. So hookers provide a much-needed service because Republicans can't get it anywhere else. 
Unless, of course, they find a fine, subservient, obedient little woman, as they refer to them. Because any any woman who has no self-respect, none, uh, and uh, is willing to be an obedient little spouse, that's what they wind up with. Like Mike Pence's mother. But other than that, they don't get none. They don't even get as much as the Catholic nuns, who get some, as it turns out. And I am by no means going after the uh, hooker massage parlors, uh, uh, the spas, as they call them. Actually, they keep Republicans off the street. They provide a good service. And, and where I live, they're on every corner. And they don't bother nobody. But the memes online, every, especially uh, uh, Florida Republicans, because her uh, chain of uh, whorehouses were down here. And, uh, and again... I'm not coming out against prostitution or anything like that. I'm coming out against re- these good, God-fearing, Bible-banging, good Christian uh, Republicans who are, think they're better than all of us with their sanctimonious, I'm better than you. Uh, and then they wind up in a rub and tug because they can't get it nowhere else. But every one of them, every single one, even the snake, Rick Scott, who incidentally... He's doing it's exactly the same game plan he had as governor of Florida. Now he's a senator. So you can see nationally, this is what he did when he was governor. Nothing. And he disappears. He disappears into the crack. That's why he's a slithery little lizard. He just goes into a crack somewhere and just disappears into a dark crevice in the wall. He's gone. It may show up, you know, if there's a, a, a tragedy or something like that, a big news headline, he'll pop his uh, little weaselly head out. But, but generally, when he was all eight years that the villages kept him in office, we didn't sit outside of the Parkland massacre and uh, big headline things like the, the nightclub in Orlando. That was it. You did not see Rick Scott. And uh, if nothing happens, then you will not see Rick Scott again. He just disappears. But Rick Scott, the entire Trump uh, crime family, everybody in the GOP paid a visit <laughs> to her whorehouses. And there's pictures all over online. But they're better than us. They're holier than thou, the Republicans. They're closer to Jesus than we'll ever be because they get jerked off with a happy ending. And isn't that what the Bible says? Confess your sins, we'll forgive you, and you'll have a happy squirt, squirt ending. Your spot.
1470 WWNN, the Brit Summer Show, broadcasting live from the dumbest, most naive country in the world. And here's why I say that. Because we have life-threatening problems before us. And what is the news talking about? Rich people cheated to get into college, and rich people cheat may, may have cheated uh, to uh, graduate college. Well, this has been going on for hundreds of thousands of years, and it only sheds light on something I've been saying for years, and that is that uh, that's how W got admitted and graduated college. That's how President Big Teats uh, got admitted and uh, graduated college. Bribery. How the fuck is this news? This is what they're wasting airtime with? When you consider what had to happen in this country to ground the Boeing 737 MAX 8? What it took? The begging from ex-FAA administrators? From the pilot, not the pilots union, but the pilots themselves were going to refuse to even fly these coffins? These death traps? And, and why do I say that? Because the 737, which has been in service for years, is a good airplane. It's a good airliner. It's safe. It has a good record. There's nothing wrong with the 737. But greed, Boeing's greed and the airline's greed, blew the 737's fuselage up so they could fit more people in there like sardines. So they could put more asses in the seats and therefore uh, making more money per flight. Rather than uh, passenger safety coming first, it was profits coming first. Of course, profits take precedence over safety with the airlines now. Uh, safety comes very, very last. Then same goes for the FAA, which the pilots call the Tombstone Agency because they don't act until after something happens. It turns out the 737 was a fine aircraft and what they, what Boeing did was they, they expanded the uh, fuselage so they could fit more asses in there. That's all. And they, but at the same time, they didn't upgrade the software. And when you do that, you have a different aircraft. And that's why those two cra the brand new planes crashed. They were grounded all around the world except for the greatest country on earth. The, the uh, exceptionalist country because... Uh, Everybody has brains except us. The former FAA chairman had to call the White House and beg on behalf of pilots. Not their union. Their, their, their union could care less. The pilots demanded that those planes get grounded. And here's why they were hesitant to ground the planes. And here's what the new news isn't reporting. They are building right now, and this isn't, this isn't a Trump thing. This has been going on for several years because it takes a long time to build an Air Force One when you think about what goes into that aircraft. It's a combination of the 737 MAX and uh, the Airbus 380, but they're calling it the VC-25B. And like I said, it's not even finished yet. They're working on it, but uh, this, this does not bode well for Boeing. And it's not going to be ready for another three, four years. But there's a new... Air Force One that Boeing is working on. They didn't want the news getting out that they fucked up. And or the only part I speculate here uh, about is the software 
And and not to say that the software is faulty, it was designed for a regular 737 aircraft, not for a Max 8 and not for an A300 or, or whatever they're building now. They're using, to save money, naturally, they're using the same software and it's different. The plane flight, the, the, the pilots have been complaining about the Max 8 for months uh, since they first started uh, being put into service. There was something wrong with that plane. Well, what did the FAA do? They ignored it. So rather than getting to the bottom of the problem of finding a, investigating what was wrong with the plane, which as it turns out, it's a software problem. And, and also, if you ask me, it's a weight problem because it, the wingspan and everything else is identical, except that they expanded the fuselage. And in addition to expanding the fuselage to fit more asses in there and sell more tickets, they, they moved the engines up forward to compensate for the bigger fuselage and uh, the, the engines point the nose down and it can't take off and they put this over here and put that over there. It's all ungepotched. They just ruined a, a proven a quality design, a, a good plane. Uh, just to, And really overall, it was just to over greed to make more money. Now, what, uh, here's the other thing that's not being reported. Uh, when... President Big Teats went over to uh, Vietnam. I don't know if he did it or, or somebody else. It had to be somebody else. He's too stupid. Vietnam, their airline is buying uh, 110. Well, they they were going to buy 110 of these 737 MAX 8s. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen now. Looks like they're going to have to go back to the drawing board, boys and girls. That uh, new design just doesn't work. And not to mention they have to... Uh, Upgrade the software to match the design. How can they overlook that? I don't know. And the FAA, they, they evidently there's no one in charge. We have an acting chairman, He's, which means somebody's acting like a chairman. It's uh, some former American Airlines pilot. Totally unqualified, appointed by you-know-who, uh, and but not approved. And uh, like all the other government agencies, uh, there's no one in charge. Just acting, acting chairs. So this guy doesn't care. And by the way, he worked for Elaine Purina Dog Chow, Mitch McConnell's wife. He was an aide, this guy. That, that's all he is. He's a Republican yes man. So here's Boeing with all these orders of uh, planes to be uh, sold. And uh, now nobody's going to buy them. Oh, poor Boeing. Boeing, Boeing, Boeing. Tough luck and the uh, cock's a hoist. But that explains why... Uh, it took so long to ground these planes. We were the last country. I think Canada, too. Got big business before us here. And uh, as far as your safety and your life is concerned, eh, we don't care. No. People here has got to make money. We're, we're not worth a thing. Uh, at any rate, the software has to be upgraded or redesigned or, re or whatever it is. And then everything will be fine. But they wanted to ignore that because of stockholders or... Uh, Stock prices plummeting, airlines canceling orders. Uh, well, that's going to happen now. And it all could have been avoided if they voluntarily grounded the planes like a decent company would have done and performed their own investigation to uh, solve this problem months and months and months ago. But that would have cost, uh, they, they were very short-sighted. Today's corporate is very short-sighted. Make the money now and face the consequences later or escape them because uh, we have somebody in office right now that cannot see consequence. Doesn't know what that is. He doesn't know it from Bob Barker and truth or consequences. He hasn't, this, this president is not 
of the human race. So there you have it. That's why they, they remain quiet for so long after everybody else in the world grounded this plane. And that's why it, they drug their feet in this country. Well, now they're grounded. And it brings to mind how corrupt these FAA officials are. And it goes way back. Everybody remembers 9-11, but nobody remembers 11-12-2001. I call that the forgotten plane crash. That was American Airlines Flight 587 that augured into Rockaway, killing 265 people in the plane and on the ground. It augured into a residential area. Nobody remembers Flight 587. And this, uh, okay, even the conspiracists, the uh, uh, Alex Joneses of the world, they don't even talk about this. Flight 587. Nobody talks about Flight 587. An airliner where the engines fell off the wing or came apart from the wing. And the engines hit the ground before the plane did. Now, this was like two months after 9-11. So at the time, everybody was so burned out from 9-11. It was like, oh, yeah, another crash. And, and it just got hidden away into the dusty pages of aircraft history. Nobody really uh, brings it up anymore. But 265 dead, that's uh, worth memorializing. And it has been. There's a memorial there in Rockaway now. But the reason I bring that up is because the uh, chairman of the FAA back then was Norman Mineta. Oh, yeah. And it was at that point that the Republican Party figured out that they could use this guy. Because after the plane... And it's been confirmed. The engines... Uh, dislodged from the wing first, then the plane went down. And after a full investigation by Norman Etta, he came out in his press conference and said the reason for the crash of 587 was the wind. The wind. Now, the reason the Republicans felt that that came in handy is for later on, a couple of years later, Mel Carnahan's plane went down. Again, when they when that happened, FCC investigated and out strutted uh, Normanetta, FAA chair at the time, and he said the reason why that plane crashed is because of, get ready for it, the wind. Yeah, the wind. That was the official government uh, conclusion of both the uh, plane crashes. It was the wind. So you know now, if you're on a plane and there's any wind, you're in trouble. And what does the American public do? They just nod their head and go, oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, must have been the wind. Must have been the wind. So I have the distinction at that time. I, I was still, uh, I still had a career, uh, a national one at that, uh, doing comedy bits. Sometimes I did bits that were intentionally not funny, mainly a commentary. And the distinction being that I was the only one who said anything about the uh, Rockaway crash. And why? What motivated me about that? Normanetta. It was the wind. Just reminiscent because of what's going on now with Boeing. You'd think they might want to inform you Why the plane came down in Rockaway On your next flight you've got to wonder what the NTSB had to say They say they have conclusive proof from their investigation That the air wake from another plane can hurt a plane and make it fall down Then they all said goodnight 
flip this up with a smile and a wink And I say, if I could die like that I could say anything and maybe even get a job working for the NTSB If I could die like that I'd say an unexplained vortex came down from space and blew it all up If I could die like that I'd say that that was the monster that Shatner saw outside on the wing If I could die like that I'd say that Peter Graves and Lou Alcindor passed out cause they ate the fish If I could lie like that I'd say a lightning storm hit and Dean Martin had too much to drink If I could lie like that I'd say that Rod Taylor spilled his coffee and the nun in the back just couldn't sing I'd hide the truth I'd hide the truth. Rick Summers with you on 95.3 FM 1470 WWNN. And I bring to my musical audience uh, some sad news. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Hal Blaine passed away last week. Hal Blaine was one, I would say, in the top five greatest drummers in history. Now, People who know your music history, uh, I don't want to bore you nothing, but there's people out there that, that still don't. And to just give you a brief overview, when top-selling bands, uh, let's say, uh, because I have to say first, how Blaine's career was actually between, I would say, 59 and 75, and he continued drumming after 75, but pretty much for live audiences in Las Vegas. Uh, he got out of the, uh, well, there really wasn't anything for him left to do. But uh, back in the uh, 60s and uh, early 70s, top recording artists uh, would use in-house studio musicians, otherwise known as sessionists. And these sessionists, uh, you've heard of a lot of the uh, famous ones that, that were just sessionists that just got famous from there. Uh, Tommy Tedesco, uh, Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell was just a sessionist. He was like all the other musicians that would just clock in at 8 o'clock and uh, work till 8 o'clock at night. Like 12, 16-hour sessions every day. And what they did was they would crank out hits. They would crank out, well, songs that were already composed, songs that were already going to be performed by an artist. But when you're making records back then, the production process was such that it had to sound a specific way and to save money, actually, on studio time. You gave the music to these pros that would bang out the tracks for you, and it would sound even better than you would imagine. Uh, of course, all the musicians that uh, submitted their material to the sessionists uh, did it live, fine. Naturally, they did it live prior, but to record it, you had to get it just right. You had to get it perfect. And these guys and girls were precision musicians. They were perfect. The songs that uh, uh, an artist would write came out better than they expected. And uh, that's why Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys happily used uh, the Wrecking Crew, which were the studio musicians that pretty much performed on every single Beach Boy album. It wasn't them. They they were musicians too. They, they performed it live uh, no problem. But in the studio... To get the sound right, to get the, to get it perfect, every time 
you use the wrecking crew. So every hit record you heard between, I would say, 59 and 75, pretty much every single top 20 record. Uh, with a few exceptions. I mean, there were bands that uh, didn't want to use session musicians. They, they wanted to perform themselves. Uh, like I got Steve Boone coming up soon on the show and uh, Love and Spoonful. Uh, they did their own tracks, uh, which uh, a lot of them did. But for the most part, and I'm talking even Roger McGuinn, The Birds, the uh, most famous artists uh, you can think of from that era, uh, they used... Uh, well, if it wasn't the Wrecking Crew, they used the uh, Stax Muscle Shoals band, which was Steve Cropper and Booker T and all them. Or they used the, the there was an East Coast version of the Wrecking Crew too. In fact, the Wrecking Crew started in New York and then eventually wound up in L.A. There was also uh, another, I think it was called Sunshine Studios, uh, out in L.A. For example, they did the uh, Fleetwood Mac albums. I, I, if I got, forgive me if I got it wrong. So it was scattered about, but. Uh, the most famous of all recording sessionists were the Wrecking Crew. And of those musicians, the drum, they used uh, other drummers, but the most famous drummer of them all was Hal Blaine, whose real name was Harold Belsky. <laughs> Either way, he could have used it. We got Belsky on drums. <laughs> and these musicians, uh, Carol Kay being uh, the bass player on a lot of songs, uh, she she was an unknown, but played bass on most of the hit records you're familiar with. Uh, Tommy Tedesco, one of the uh, he, he passed away years ago. Carol Kay still alive, but Tommy Tedesco is one of the greatest guitarists who ever lived. Now the uh, record companies never gave credit to these people on the albums because they would figure that it would always be the same band no matter what album you bought, and it was. <laughs> That wasn't all they did. They did TV shows. They did movie soundtracks. They were just working musicians, and that's all they did for all of their careers. And they all did, they all did very well. They made a lot of money. I mean, Hal Blaine became a uh, multimillionaire at one point till his wife uh, took it all away from him. But I'm about to play for you something I threw together. It took me an hour and a half. But uh, this is just as Frank Santopadre would say on the Gilbert Gottfried uh, podcast. <laughs> I barely scratch the surface. But what you're about to hear, every one of these tracks, and I minimized it, like maybe 10, 30 seconds long, every single one of the tracks you hear on drums is Hal Blaine.
smile Together we can make it, baby From the poor side of town Cherokee people Cherokee tribe So proud you live So proud you die Yeah, yeah, oh yeah What condition my condition was in And here's to you, Mrs. Robinson Jesus loves you more than Somehow Each night before you go to bed, my baby Whisper a little prayer for me, my baby And tell all Tell me over and over and over again, my friend I adore
Hal Blaine, ladies and gentlemen, it's amazing. The encyclopedia of music that he played drum tracks on. Hope I educated the audience on that. Because music itself is like vanishing thanks to corporate. Corporate! is destroying the music industry as we speak. It's not about the artistry anymore. It's about stockholders and quarterly profits. That's really all they care about. Moving product. And, and, and getting it off the shelf fast. Quick overturn. Because that's the same thing that happened with the 737. Essentially the same plane. But let's make it bigger to fit more asses in there. Short shelf life. That's the corporate mantra. Which leaves us with nothing that lasts. And speaking of something that lasts, my first half is over. <laughs> and I'm going to move on to the online side of the Brit Summer Show. Everybody on the ground, thanks for tuning in. And I'll see you all again here next week, I think, on 95.3 FM, 1470 WWNN. Real excellence in broadcasting. Brit Summers. FYINation.com, GDPRRevolution99.com, Skyhawk Radio, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, and of course, the always venerable BritSummerShow.com, which is up there with free downloads, thanks to the generosity of my listeners who have clicked that donate button, and I'm eternally grateful for that. Okay, I'm a leftist, so I'm going to come right out of left field with this. <laughs> Because I like informing people. I'd like to learn with you, and I'm, I'm learning this now. And, and actually, may, maybe some of you out there already know this. I just found this out. <laughs> Wait, stay right there. Studebaker. <laughs> That's right, Studebaker. You heard me right, friends. <laughs> Which uh, was a uh, in business for, believe it or not, a hundred and 20 years. What was it? Oh, what was it 1843? Studebaker made the uh, Conestoga wagons that you see in all the cowboy movies. They made wagons and then uh, graduated to making uh, automobiles turn of the century. Studebaker, which by the way, if you, and you still see it in the store, the auto parts store, STP products. In fact, there's, I think, Marathon Gas has STP, it says STP petroleum uh, treatment in there or something. That's uh, a remnant. That's Studebaker Petroleum. That's what STP means. So, yeah, 
I just found out that uh, in, I think it was 2009, an investment company bought the trademark for Studebaker. <laughs> I just want to say, for those wondering why there's no more Studebakers on the road, that should come as no surprise that it had nothing to do with the product they built. They were fine cars. They, they were um, dependable transportation to get from A to B. That's what a Studebaker always was, and that's what it, and they stayed until the end. It was a dependable uh, form of... Tra I mean, they, they were a good car. There was nothing wrong with Studebakers. Uh, they screwed up a couple of times, like uh, sinking all of the company's profits into the Avante. And I know people know what that car is. It was uh, fiberglass, supposed to be a fiberglass sports car, uh, introduced in 1961 to go up against the uh, Corvette. Well, it was kind of big. It wasn't as fast. And it was more expensive than a Corvette. Poorly conceived idea. Cost millions to do. Uh, and uh, production didn't last long. And then the company folded. But uh, there were some independents out there that continued making Avantes all the way through to the late 80s. And I think on a Ford Mustang frame. I don't remember what it was. But uh, th those are all over the place. If you see an Avante... With safety bumpers on it, that was a independent manufacturer or a kit car. Other than that, the cars they sold out of the showroom were just fine. They weren't muscle cars. They weren't, you know, top of the line luxury. They were just, just a good car to buy. And uh, manufactured in South Bend. Manufactured right here in the United States. So this came uh, long before the auto manufacturers were shipping the jobs to uh, Mexico and China, as opposed to what the uh, Jonestown Trumpers say, which is, uh, they stole our job, they took them away. No, 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 assholes. The corporations willingly sent the jobs there and the manufacturing and all of our business and all of our money. So in 2009, they formed this corporation, I don't know if it was a corporation, but they bought the trademark of Studebaker with the business plan of uh, starting up uh, car manufacturing again. And the most recent report I can find about the startup, the starting back up of Studebaker uh, in South Bend is from 2013. So I don't know how it's progressed, but I could tell you one thing. I did take a look at the prototype models they were going to make, that they're planning to make, I guess, if they're still doing this. The prototypes of the new Studebakers are hideous fucking hideous you're gonna have to get some new designers in there they look like shit it the the uh new studebaker lark that they're, the prototype looks like a toyota that was rear-ended come up with something fresh and new and nice like a starlight coupe uh, the 1953 studebaker starlight coupe pull that up online beautiful car and, and at least 10, 15 years ahead of its time, and that's why no one bought them, is because they were, they were very futuristic looking back then. The other thing is they were very underpowered and expensive. But for 1953, it looks like a 1963 car. Do a variation on that. Or the Hawk, the Golden Hawk. That was a bitchin' car. Turbocharged V8, and they, they made that up until, I think, 64 or 5. Based some of the designs on the Studebakers that were, <clears throat> at that time... Nice looking cars. 
And I'm not talking about the Lark. The Lark was not attractive and it wasn't intended to be. It was supposed to be basic transportation. So if you're going to do a Lark, just, but God damn it, don't, please don't. The renderings I saw, they look worse than the new Cadillacs. Crunched up, bustle back, bunched up, just uh, looks like a, not a bubble. It looks like a oinga potched uh, piece of crap. I hope they didn't build any prototypes because I, what I saw was renderings. You're going to have to hire somebody else, man, because it, it really sucks. And I, and I say that with, with dismay because I, I, I would love to see you resurrect that nameplate. At 120 years in business, that's a famous nameplate. They made some famous cars. Why not base a new prototype on the Avante? I mean, tooling back then was enormously expensive, but for that body, now, it would not be. It would be reasonable. In fact, in terms of today's cars, that's that's pretty uh, simple design. I don't, I don't get it. What, what are they thinking? Oh, they're going to love this. This one really looks like a piece of shit. They're going to just really eat that up. What are they thinking? I don't know who the people are that are doing this, but this guy who's running for president, the mayor, the mayor of uh, South Bend, Pete Buda 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 Jedge, seems like an okay guy, but uh, doesn't have a chance. Uh, he talked about this a little bit, not much, but uh, he might want to address the uh, investors or the people putting this company back together again to put uh, out a product that would look good in somebody's driveway instead of some kind of hunchback piece of crap. Go look at, go look at it up. The 2019 Studebaker. Take a look at it. Tell me I'm wrong. Me and my monkey. Car of the elderly. Don't get behind me, we go pretty slow, me and my marquee. When I'm in that car, I feel like I'm king of the road, because I'm old. My eyes are bad and I keep my mouth wide open, and people stare. But I don't care Me and my marquee Car of the elderly Don't get behind me We go pretty slow Me and my marquee Come on, drive you great little fart! Don't pass me, you young punk! Don't pass me! You're listening to the Brit Summer Show. Another uh, news item that uh, hasn't given uh, hasn't been given much air play on television is this uh, Jared Kushner. Uh, there's plenty of it in print, but you won't see it on TV for some reason. Uh, the uh, intelligence agencies wanting him to be denied top-level security clearance, and there's a very good reason for that, you know. <laughs> His best friend is the uh, Saudi Arabian prince who likes to kill journalists and, and cut them into little bitty pieces and uh, throw them in a plastic bag and throw them away and get away with it. That's Jared Kushner's best pal. And you know why? Because uh, all of our top secrets go directly to him. Uh, Kushner brings them in a nice little package or in a bow and hands it to his good friend, uh, whatever his name is, MSB, MSU, or MSFU, whatever the guy's name is. The towel-head bastard that runs uh, Saudi Arabia. The murderer. Now, that's Jared Kushner's best friend. And the 
Security agencies, their hair's on fire, as Dick Clark once said. Not that Dick Clark, but the other Dick Clark. Uh, they don't want to give him clearance. Uh, clearance. And, but Trump uh, insisted or whatever, and they, they muscled it through. And so now he has access, him and his uh, wife, have access to our top secrets, and they can hand them to uh, whoever they want. I mean, you never notice she's getting all kinds of, uh, and as of late, uh, massage parlors in uh, China. She's getting all kinds of uh, approvals for uh, trademarks. Where's that coming from? Well, they're not just giving it to her for a prize because they like her. Or, or she has nice shoes, they're giving it to her in exchange for top security secrets, which both these punks have uh, access to, thanks to the complicit Republicans who don't give a shit about this country. And what that leads me into saying is that a lot of our tax, do- tax times coming up, you know, and a lot of our hard-earned tax dollars, guess where it's going? It, well, it already did. It went to help build uh, Trump's new golf course and country club in Dubai. Yeah. Now, where did Dubai come from? Where did that come from? Well, let's look at the history of Dubai, shall we? Prior to 9-11, in the 90s and all the way back, Dubai was a strip of sand. There was nothing on it. Nothing on Dubai. After 9-11, after betting short on a stock market... Uh, then all of these buildings popped up, and then it became a billion-ass playground. It's Dubai. Yeah. Built on American blood. And now uh, he's got his golf course. He's writing all kinds of... He's never had. Uh, I mean, with everything politically going wrong for him, everything's going right as far as his businesses are concerned. He's got a brand-new golf course in Dubai, and that's why a couple weeks ago, Jared went over there. Who went over there? It can only be Jared. Jared, his fake-titted wife, and uh, the whole Trump crimes family, they deserve the fate of the Rosenbergs. But Bush will have his way. Oh, goodbye. We will make you die. We've been in bed for such a long time. With the Bush crime family host. I ask you what would be safer than an unchecked Unless they're really guys who 
We'll change your minds and it won't be hard. You buy the hype of the old race car. Stay tuned to corporate news, cause we own that too. Oh, Dubai, we will make you die. You have been listening to the Brit Summer Show on FYINation.com, GDPR Revolution 99, I think, Skyhawk Radio, TheBritSummerShow.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, and assorted and sundry to other th- things. Thank you so much for contributing and hitting the donate button. It makes life worth living. Oh, and I'm so grateful for that. This should wrap it up for this week. With luck, I'll get one out next week. And coming up soon, as soon as I can arrange it, Steve Boone of The Love and Spoonful will be joining me right here on The Brit Summer Show. So for now, that's the way I see the world from here. Until next time, this is Brit Summer saying... Oh, oh, one quick one quick note before I sign off. I was... Uh, I buy knockoff perfume, okay? And my fragrances are... Juicy Couture, and Beautiful. Those are my fragrances. But I saw a new one there. It is called, simply called, Brit. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'm not too crazy about the fragrance, but I'm flattered. Thank you for putting a fragrance out in my name called Brit. I just can't stand that slut. Maybe I should get the sponsor. (laughs) So despite Nancy Pelosi... This is Britt Summer saying, We're going to go in there. We're going to impeach the motherfucker. Oh! This is the most disgusting program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. Okay. <laughs>